Hey, what's going on? You're listening to another episode of the Women for Greatness podcast. This is episode 56, and the audio for this episode is actually from a live video where I interviewed Crystal Meyer. She is a dog mama, a wife, a Jesus lover, and in this episode, she talks about what it was like for her confidence journey throughout her life. When she was 18, her mom passed away and she was left the oldest of five children to figure out what to do. A few years later, she got married and she got confronted with the fact that she had never truly healed the trauma emotionally. In this episode, Crystal talks about what her confidence was like in the lowest moments, as well as what she did to grow and rebuild who she is now. So I hope you take nuggets of wisdom from this episode with Crystal. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women for Greatness podcast. If you like this type of content, then you should definitely join our Facebook group, Women for Greatness Facebook group. Just type it in on the groups and I will accept you and we can all hang out. It's like a big online party. Okay, now let's jump into this interview. So we're launching this new series called Her Confidence Journey. So I asked Crystal to be a special guest. Hey, Crystal. Hey, girl. I'm good. How about yourself? Oh, I'm good. I've been stalking your Instagram and your Facebook preparing for this. Oh, how funny. (laughs) Same. I was just on your your Instagram right now. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to have you on here as a guest. So, So I met you, Crystal, at the workshop in January. And Amanda's our mutual friend. And so... You came and I I had never met you, so I was surprised, like, not surprised that you came, but I was like, oh, okay, welcome into my world. And the way you carried yourself, like you were very like, hey, I, you know, I'm Crystal. Thank you. <laughs> like, you weren't like, cause when some people carry themselves, they're kind of almost apologizing as soon as they walk in, but mm. you weren't doing that. You were, you seemed very like secure in who you were. And so having that specific trait, I was like, okay, she knows so she knows what's going on so i need to have her on this new segment so can you just like give us a little brief synopsis of who you are and some of the, the some of the things that you're about yeah so hi everyone my name is crystal meyer i am 27 years old born and raised in bakersfield california i guess i'll share some of like my personal things i think the one thing that is super critical to who i am and this was also something that you watched was me sharing my testimony about my mom dying when i was 18 years old my mom died and i like literally just had to make a whole so many life decisions that really i think that that point in my life was so critical to who I am today, you know, I had to like face the world without my mother. And I mean, even before that, like I was, I'm the oldest sister of five. So I have always just been super independent. I've been a people purpose person since the beginning of time. And I am a total extrovert. My, the way that I, um, I connect with people is by getting, just talking can go anywhere. And like my, I think my husband's like, we're supposed to be on a date tonight and like you're over here just like talking to everyone else like what about me (laughs) you know so something that's really big for me personally is connecting with people whether it is through you know social media or actually in person I really enjoy to talk I feel like that that's actually my gift yeah I enjoy speaking I think sometimes I talk too much that I have to like remember to listen (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah. so have you always been like that? Have you always had the natural like gift of gab? Yes. 
Yeah. I have. Uh, yeah. Even like in junior high and stuff, I was always the girl to like have a party. We'd be the one who we were at Crystal's house hanging out afterwards. I would say, I mean, even in junior high, I was bullied quite a bit uh, by girls. Mm -hmm. And that was like super detrimental to my like mental health to the point where I was and counseling after school. But even then, like that still didn't stop me. Like I found my little clique of friends. And then it boys, I think that that was also another thing. Like I just so happen to get along with boys really well. And even now, like my job, I work with mainly men. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say that that's also kind of helped my confidence is the fact that I, I work with so many men, like I'm not, I'm not gonna walk in there like I'm just this little girl, right? Like I walk in there and I'm like, I'm here. I'm in charge. So I would say, yeah, definitely. I've always been like, I've always been the person to introduce myself to people. I don't, I know that last year there was a time where I was, I kind of lost who I was, mm. you know, I was allowing, I was dealing with some emotional stuff with my family mm. and I was allowing a lot of what some people had to say about me to really kind of get in my mind. And I started to think that that's who I was. So for a good six months, I feel like, yeah, I, I mean, people who knew me and knew the crystal that I am could just see it on my face. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't talking to people the way that I was. And then I was super private about what was going on in my life because I did, I felt like I had to hide it. You know, I felt like everyone was looking at me like I had this perfect life. And really on the inside, I was struggling and so Amanda, our good friend, I mean, I don't think she's on here tonight, but Amanda Gutierrez, <laughs> she kind of, I just like went to coffee with her one day and kind of just poured out my entire heart about like what I had been struggling with. I never actually dealt with like my mom's death because I was the older sister and I made all these decisions for the longest time. I, I kind of suppressed those feelings. And then when I got married is when I realized that there was a part of me that needed to be dealt with. And mm -hmm. so I go to counseling and then I'm talking to Amanda and one day she's just like, I think that you need to take a step back from everything that you're doing and mm -hmm. including people, right? Cause some people can be like super toxic. Big time. <laughs> and, and family could be toxic. Yes. You know? <laughs> and so I was really struggling with a lot, like distancing myself from like, I was no longer that person. I wasn't allowing people to have power and control over me. And I think that for the people that were doing that for me for so long, it really, they didn't like it. You yeah. know, and I had to take a step back and like talk to myself about who do you want to be? Do you want to continue to allow people to say that this is who you are? Or do you mm -hmm. want to have power and control over who you are? And Amanda was like, girlfriend, you need to remember who you are in Christ. You need to remember what like the Bible says you are. And I took a step back and like took a full year of just resting and trying to rediscover who I was, not just Crystal, this girl who goes to school and does all these things, but who, like, who's really Crystal lying underneath all of these layers of makeup and clothes? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, yes, that's great. Thank you for that synopsis. Sorry, it's a lot. No, you're good. <laughs> um, can we backpedal a little bit? So, like, you were 18, and when your mom passed away... Yes. At that time, like, what was kind of like your headspace? Like, because you're the oldest of five, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're the oldest, you have this new, like this new, like responsibility. How did you see yourself as a person and in relationship, like to your role in the world? 
man, I feel like I'm going to cry. No, it's okay. It's good, though. It's good tears because I'm so critical to who I am today. It just, it felt so unreal for a second. It felt like I was, I was literally playing a character in a movie. But at the same time, I felt like my entire life had prepared me for that moment um, because I was the older sister of five. You know, my dad and my mom split up when I was 13 years old. And so I, and I was already like super independent. I straight A student. I did the spelling bee. That was something I left out. But those are all Mm -hmm. things that I think were like, you know, kind of just enveloped some independence in me. Mm -hmm. And then, so when my mom died, it kind of just felt like, yes, all this crazy stuff was happening. But like I said, I think that everything that had happened in my life before kind of led up to that moment. So it was really just about like, taking a step back. And I don't think that I really got ever had the chance to grieve during that time because I was the older sister and I needed to, I felt like it was my responsibility to be strong for everyone. And then not only that, like I had to plan my mom's funeral. Well, also being in the middle of my senior year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, there was many moments where I was, kind of angry and just kind of like, what the heck happened, you know? And I had no idea where I was going to be, but I also knew that I had faith in God and that things were going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And so thank God for me having a relationship with Christ and like knowing who God was, because I was able to really rely on him. Had I had not, I think I would have been lost. Mm-hmm. And I refuse even now, you know, I tell everyone, like, I refuse to use my mom's death as a, like, a sob story. If anything, I use it now more so as a, like, this is what happened to me and something tragic can happen yeah. to your life. But that does not mean the rest of your life has to be, be tragic. Yeah. And I carry so much of my mom's spirit in me. Like, she was, like, super friendly, you know, always the light of the room, very independent. So that's another person that I would say – or that's one of the people in my life that has kind of developed and instilled who I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That happened. You're 18 years old. Like what you just said, you're, you're prepared, not necessarily prepared for that happening, but yeah, the leadership qualities, you're like, okay, we're working through this. So how old were you when you got married? Like later down the road? I I was 23. Yeah. So, uh, 23. So then my husband and I met shortly after my mom died, which I didn't even share this part, but I'll share it because it is, um, very critical as well. So after my mom died, I, throughout this whole time, I'm best friends with this girl Mm -hmm. and her parents, when my mom died, you know, offered to take me and my siblings in. And so I didn't have to like be the mom because that was an option. Like Crystal, you're going to, you're going to take all of these kids in. My dad had a stroke that left him legally disabled when I was a freshman in high school. Prior to my mom dying, like her sister and mom died. So there was one in our family that that I felt comfortable to go with. Yeah, my friend's parents, like they had always been my mentors and I loved them. And I knew that if we were going to go anywhere and where I felt safe, this is who I wanted to go with. So they adopted me and my brothers. They still have them to this day. And I didn't have to be Crystal the mom. I got to be Crystal, you know, a 19, 18 year old. Yeah. And so then I meet my husband shortly after my mom died. And when I met him, I was like, look, you know, my mom just died. I am not trying to have a boyfriend right now. I know I was, you know, like, and I knew I was physically attracted to him, but as far as like having, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> as far as having anything else, I was like, no, nah, we're good. Like we could just date. And then I pretty much like fell in love with him. You know, my dad was like, I think this is the guy that you're going to marry. And as soon as he told me that, it was just like, okay, I stopped. I was like, okay, we're being boyfriend and girlfriend now. Like I'm not waiting. And, <laughs> and then we've been together for almost nine years mm -hmm. and married for four this May. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. It's been really amazing. And also, like I would say, you know, thank God for my husband and his patience for like, when we got married is when I realized how much I never actually dealt with my mom's death. Yeah, because I, I had so much anger. Mm. And you know, he was the one person to, to see me truly naked and not in a, in a physical sense, but yeah. like, emotional. That's when I realized like, okay, Crystal, it's time for you to like, really sit down and invest in the person that you are because not only you deserve it, but he deserves to get the best of you. I have something for that. So I was, as I said, I was stalking you. And so I yeah. have like notes here. Oh my God. Okay. Love it. One of your Instagram captions, where was it? You were basically talking about how when you got married, you realized how much you hadn't dealt with basically what you just said. Mm -hmm. So what, like, what was that thought process? At, like when you were looking at yourself in the mirror or looking at how you saw yourself and your husband was like pointing things out, like, how were you feeling during that? I just, I felt broken. You know, I just remember like getting really angry. I was just angry with him all the time and I couldn't understand like where it was coming from. Like he's a great guy, you know, like working <laughs> Seven days a week, at that point in our marriage, when we first got married, we were both working two jobs seven days a week because, you know, we decided to get married young and we didn't have all of our ducks in a row, but we knew that we wanted to be together. Plus, we didn't want to live in sin. <laughs> Just a joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I could, I was angry all the time and crying. I was really hurt. I was distancing, I distanced myself from everyone. And that's when I realized that something was really wrong. When I started to realize not only was I pulling myself away from my family, but then I started to do that to my marriage. Mm -hmm. And he, there was nights where he, I would just cry and I'd say, I just need to cry and I need you to hold me. But I was just tired of being angry and I was tired of lashing out for like no reason. So I enrolled myself in counseling, which was, super helpful because I needed it was for me I personally needed I don't think you know there's not a lot of people that believe in it but for me it was so helpful to kind of just release everything that had been built up and then also kind of have a safe environment to express the things in my childhood that I had never spoken about mm -hmm. so I mean within a year of being in therapy I my husband would even say that I just like kind of transformed into this new person, you know, our communication was better. All, I was released all of that anger that I had been holding on to. I was crying. I also was able to realize what I was feeling. That was really important is realizing what I was feeling rather than allowing to have my feelings have power and control over my actions. Yes. Yes, that boom. That's like the mic. <laughs> you started going to therapy after you're like, okay, we have a problem here. <laughs> I heard a quote and it said that getting married is basically like putting yourself in front of a mirror and it shows us like all of the things that we have to work on or that are like 
wrong with us basically because yeah when someone is with you and they're living with you and they're watching you on the day-to-day -day, they see what nobody else sees you mm -hmm. know and so that's awesome that you like took the initiative and you're like okay like what i've been doing hasn't been working so let's try therapy yeah so you, were, you were in it for a year you said yeah, well, so I would say that I was actually in it for about three years. This okay. was a this has actually been my first year that I haven't gone. And you know, my therapist was like, my point is to work myself out of a job. Like, I don't want you in here for a lifelong therapy. Mm -hmm. um, but I went until I felt secure enough to with myself and with my husband to be able to say like, I can share those feelings with him without like, anger, you know, yeah. and just saying this is how I feel and I learned really cool tips like journaling yeah. I had never journaled before ruminating thought I had no idea what ruminating thought was or even just like learning how to retrain your mind like negative thinking I grew up in a pretty toxic home my mom and dad did the best that they could I would still say that I could have learned things a little bit differently kind of retraining myself to think things can happen and automatically we're just like okay what's the worst that can happen and it's like why do we think like that why don't we ever think what's the best that can happen so those are all things that I learned in therapy and also just allowing myself to feel being okay with feeling and also realizing that it's okay to have bad days and it's okay not to be perfect for the longest time I felt like I needed to be the strong big sister even for my mom like my mom was a single mother of five and I was basically, before she died, I had a lot of responsibility. And so even I was like, there was a time when she came to me and she was like, she had me touch her back and she's like, do you feel that? And it was her spine. And she's like, that's exactly what you are to me. Like oh. that I was, you know, her spine and I was keeping her together. Yeah. And so I had just had so much responsibility mm -hmm. and always trying to keep things together that when I got married, I think that I also was carrying those traits in. And so going to therapy kind of rem reminded me, like, you don't have to have it all together all the time, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. It's okay to be broken. Yeah. You know, you're not the only person. So you mentioned when you were just talking about, like, the different parts of therapy that really helped you. Mm -hmm. You mentioned one specifically that caught my attention that I feel like not a lot of people may know what it means exactly. And I'd love for you to give an example and explain a little bit more. So you mentioned yeah. rumination. Yeah. So could you like give an example of like how you would ruminate or how would you, how you would think about a thought like that and then what it is? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So for example, my boss is like, hey, Crystal, I, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. And then my immediate response would be like, oh my God, what did I do? And then I just like start trickling and playing everything in my every possible scenario in my mind that I think could be happening or going wrong. And it's just like this cycle all day and you don't get out of it. It literally takes your entire day of just focusing and thinking about this one negative thing. And then I have the conversation with him and he's like, oh, I just want to, you know, tell you, thank you. You're doing a great job. And it's just like, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I just spent this entire day stressing myself out and thinking that the worst was going to happen. Even just in my marriage, like ruminating thoughts about I was very insecure when we first got married. And that was another thing that was laying underneath there. 
and thinking my husband's cheating on me because he's not at home, coming home in time and ruminating on that and then uh-huh. being angry at him because he didn't get home five minutes before he was supposed to. <laughs> I hope I'm not alone in this, ladies. No, Wait. you are not alone. <laughs> I think everybody can relate to the ruminating thoughts and Ruby is saying like, so good. And I think you're not alone in rumination, like an over, just overthinking it. I think women, mm-hmm. I mean, men too, of course, but I think us women have like a tendency to like, oh, but they're gonna say this about me or, oh, what is she gonna think when I'm wearing these shorts and these are too, I, you know, I'm too old for this outfit or whatever. Like we have a really yeah. good overthinking option on our brain. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, that's, it's important to not dwell on that kind of thing. <laughs> Did my research on you. And so I'm looking at my notes. I have plenty. Mm-hmm. So one of the things, it was an Instagram caption. And this oh my gosh, how funny. And I just try to get the text. So you said, I haven't been this confident in who knows when. Where is all this stemming mm. from, you asked? Great question. It all started when I started saying yes to my health. Yes to listening to my body and yes to pursuing the life, my life with intention. So can you talk, like, can you expand a little bit more on what that means? <laughs> yeah, I actually, so my husband's a bodybuilder. That's been another like huge thing in our marriage where for the longest time he'd want me to eat healthy and want me to eat like him and work out like him. And I didn't want to do any of that because he was telling me I wanted to make those decisions <laughs> for myself. Amanda, who also health coaches, reached out to her just because I even seen like her bloom in a matter of, you know, a couple of months. And I thought, I want to get in on this. So I started this meal plan, which was way more than just like food. It was all about mind, body and spirit. Like, where are you right now in your mental health? Where are you right now in your physical health? And what are you eating? You know, that saying you are what you eat. Mm -hmm. It's like so true. So for me, I get on this plan and then like, it just so happened that I got on it at the one of the darkest times in my life, like last year, September through November, I was so overwhelmed. I was going to school. I was taking 19 units. I was working full time. I was, and you know, I do children's ministry at church and I, I wear a bunch of hats. And then I was also dealing with some personal issues with my family. And so I was just sad and depressed. And one, when I had this conversation with Amanda and she's like, you know, you need to take time for you. And I get on this plan and, you know, for me, it was like, this is for me. There was so many things in my life that I couldn't control. But the one thing that I could control was what was going into my mouth. And at that moment, I felt like just taking control over what I put into my mouth, then kind of started trickling into what I can control around me. And then also living my life with intention. I didn't have to hide who I was anymore. I was for the longest time, even just ashamed to share certain parts about me. I felt like I needed to be perfect for everyone. And now it's like, no, I want you to see all of it. I'm not perfect. By no means perfect. Yes, I would. I try. I have really high expectations of myself. And I've even had to learn that sometimes I have those expectations. I tend to hold them, hold people accountable for them. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really kind of learning and rediscovering like who Crystal is now, a 26 year old, 27 year old, 
I'm no longer the 18-year-old who lost her mom. I am Crystal, a 27-year-old who is married, you know, has a mission, has a life's mission. So yeah. it's time for me to wake up, get to work, and stop being so, like, holding on to the past, I guess you could say, like, releasing the past and realizing that that is no longer who I am. I mean, yes, I can look back and see how far I've come, but that doesn't mean that that's who I need to continue to be. So for me, it's yeah, living with my life with intention and then saying yes to my health all the way around, whether it's physical, it's mental, mental is number one, like getting good sleep. And then also realizing like, what am I intaking? What am I seeing? What am I allowing to like get in here? Because if we're constantly, you know, I don't even like follow the news just because personal, I don't watch scary movies. I just can't intake a lot of, a lot of negative. I feel like sometimes I tell people like I could feel energies when it's too much for me. That's when I realize I start to go back into, I don't know, like I just start getting quiet and like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Personally, I've realized that I need to be surrounded by positive energy whether it's what I'm watching on the TV or even my Instagram feed. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> you just scroll, scroll, scroll. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You got to make sure what you're looking at is going to feed you something good and not negative. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Jeanette saying, I met you in that time and who you are today from then is such a different person. Happier, definitely healthier in all aspect- aspects of your life. Yeah. Isn't that sweet? Um, Yeah, I know. It's so good. And then that was, you know, that's one thing I think I left out is around the time I'm like crying. So around the time that I was really struggling, because I was allowing people to really dictate who I was. And I was listening to everything around me. I had to also come to terms with like, these are not the people that you're around, you're supposed to be around anymore. They're not going to go where you're going. Yep. You need to surround yourself with people. (laughs) Yeah. You need to surround yourself with people who are going to build you up and not tear you down and celebrate you. I think it's so important. I I mean, I shared earlier, I was bullied so much in junior high that I had to like move schools. And so then I go to manifest a couple weekends ago and I'm in this room surrounded by beautiful women who are all there to support and encourage each other. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm about. Like, these are the people that I need to be around, Uh, you know, and even me now personally, like instead of being intimidated by some other woman and what she's doing, I'm like, no girlfriend, I want to celebrate you. You deserve, we all deserve it. But as far as like the haters, you know, haters going to (laughs) hate. Yeah. So on that note, like, how would you describe a confident woman? What makes up a confident woman? Ooh, I would say it's somebody who's, I think, content with themselves and okay. Like, I think now I would say I'm going to describe myself then. I'd say that I'm pretty confident right now. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who isn't afraid of like taking chances, someone who's willing to put themselves out there. And also, I mean, and share all parts of them because, you know, we weren't always this confident. And there's even times where even now, like I'll have my days where I'm just like, I just need to sit here and, you know, just today's not a good day for me. And I think it's being okay, being okay with who you are and where you are now. And then also, I mean, you were sharing this in your story yesterday, you know, having a destination or like a plan. 
and visualizing it. And so making a plan for yourself. I think another really good thing is like, if you see other people who are getting their blessing, don't be so quick to be resentful towards them or be angry because you didn't get it for the longest time. I mean, I'm barely going to be graduating school this year. And I, whenever I would hear about girls graduating who were in my class, I honestly would be a little envious. And now that I'm like coming to terms with me graduating, I'm like, no, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Have I graduated a long time ago? I would not have been prepared for this world at all. Yes. You know, so like learning to be okay with where you are and then loving yourself for who you are. And if there's something that you don't like, I think it takes a strong woman to say, okay, I don't like that about myself. So what am I going to do to change it? Or am I going to continue to sit here in this vicious cycle over and over and over again and continue to be unhappy with myself? That was something that I think, like, when I went to counseling, I had to sit down and ask myself, like, do I want to continue to live in this vicious cycle? And I was like, no, like this cycle ends here. Yeah. Generations coming forward with, you know, are going to have a whole new perspective on life. I think that's awesome because you're stuck with yourself for your whole life. And so if you don't like yourself or if you don't like an aspect of yourself or if someone mm -hmm. doesn't like their nose, it's like, okay, you have two options. You either change it or you accept it. And it yeah. sounds like you accepted it. <laughs> It, it, it's just like, I feel like a lot of women can just beat themselves up over the same thing. Yeah. Like either accept it or change it. Like do something. Yeah. It's... And then I love your point about like being able, like, cause you had another caption and you're like, I'm not hiding anymore. And I think that is like a real like essence to confidence is being unafraid to be seen. Mm hmm. You know, like, so can you talk about how that was for you? Like, how you're not afraid to be seen anymore. Well, I had to really come to terms with that I'm not perfect. <laughs> and I want people to see all parts of me because we're all human. And so, I mean, that even goes down to like, I would always just like post or on Instagram. I mean, this is just like an example. Like I would get on with makeup all the time. I would never post like without my hair being done, you know, without my makeup on because I wanted everyone to have this persona. And it's like, no. I want you to see all of me because it's not just rainbows all the time. And then also like being true to my story and sharing every part of me, even the parts that I am ashamed of and the parts that I wish that I, you know, could weren't there. Mm -hmm. It's really because it's a part of who I am. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm not hiding anymore. And I'm, and that would also go with like, I'm not hiding from people who think that I need to stop sharing. Like, I think that there's also, I don't, I don't ever want to be like, I have this big, big ego. I want to share with where I've been and how far I've come. And the reason why I celebrate myself is because I mean, you know, in eighth grade, I had a teacher who told me I'd be lucky if I graduated high school, Jeez. you know, and it's like, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> and so, so mean, and so I'm like, I'm celebrating myself for who I am and who I was, yes. because the odds were, honestly, I felt like in some ways they were stacked against me, and I've been able to overcome that. Mm -hmm. So in a sense, would you say that, like, 
confidence is in vulnerability too. Yes, it really is. It really is. I think you have to be willing to be like to look at yourself in the mirror and to accept all the parts, the good, Mm -hmm. the bad, and be willing to love yourself through that at the same time. Like if you're not confident, that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to have it all together. Also realizing that you can take steps to get there and teaming up with people who are going to help you get there. I think that for me is like having a good set, a good team of people who breathe life into me and not death has been just mind blowing and has really helped me. Sorry if I'm like getting away to your question, but yeah, really helped me (laughs) gain my confidence and also realizing, yeah, like I can love the ugly parts of me be true to myself and then just go forward. Like I think what happens when we don't deal with, uh, when we're not vulnerable with what's going on in our life and when we try to hide if we mess up or when we try to hide certain parts of our story that we're embarrassed of, I think that's when imposter syndrome really comes in. And yeah. that those imposter syndrome, like, who are you to do this? You can't do this. You'll never amount to this. What if they find out? about this oh right if you had gone through imagine if you had gone through your life like never wanting to talk about your mom passing away and just try to hide it you know like what if they find out what if like what if someone pities you or thinks let like that's mm-hmm. not like, it what's wrong with being seen as a, a for what you are and where you are and what you've been through yeah it's okay to be so seen good. if you're watching this <laughs> <laughs> it is it is and you know allow somebody to like love you through that I think yeah. I'm so thankful for my husband for like seeing me who I was at my ugliest and then also like you need to look at yourself you know like is this who you want to be because mm-hmm. nobody else was telling me that if you know if I wasn't didn't even have the mental capacity to actually look at myself in the mirror and decide that this is who I am I think having another person who could maybe say like, Hey girlfriend, you know, I think it's time to take a look at yourself (laughs) because sometimes we're just so blinded. I didn't see him for the longest time. We were married for at least a year before I figured it out. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he pointed it out and then it probably felt like you were swallowing glass when he told you, you're like, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, I got a problem. Are you sure? No, it's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) It's not me. It's you, right? Yeah. So far, you've shared with us like your life story, the positions that put you into the place where you've had to develop confidence and how your journey has not always been easy at all. You shared like different techniques and methods that you use to build confidence, like you going to therapy, you not ruminating, you accepting yourself as you are and seeing yourself as you are. We've talked about like, how it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to be seen. And that actually empowers you to be more confident. Mm -hmm. And so for anybody watching, like what has been your, like your biggest, if any, your biggest thing that really just changed it for you or really helped you come to terms with your confidence. Is there like a habit or a routine or an affirmation that like for you just really empowered you? I think maybe a few things. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me put everybody. If you're yeah. Your Take notes and start taking notes. She's going to start taking notes. Bombs. Getting in a routine. Definitely. Like having a, a daily routine is 
even now, since we're all like quarantine, you know, to home and I'm such a busy person and I'm an extrovert and I and like engaging with people is how I like feed, right. <laughs> or give myself energy. And so like waking up daily and like giving my understanding, like what I need. So I think understanding what you need is super important and like listening to yourself. If you need to take rest, take rest. If you need to have a bad day and you just want to cry, that's okay too. You know, I've had to, you you can't do everything. And that's like, I'm a two on the Enneagram. So I want to do everything for everyone all the time (laughs) to the point where like, I would even like sacrifice my life for the sake of other people. So it also say like, me having to sit back and say like what I can and cannot do. Yeah. Also journaling has been so important for me because I get to go back in them and I see who, you know, what the things that I was praying for or the things that I was talking about when I first started. And then now I go in and I I get to see how much I've grown. It also kind of helps me like develop a vision for myself and like where I'm wanting to be. And also accepting that you may not have it all together now, but that's okay. Like we're never going to fully arrive, Yeah. but we can always continue to make steps forward to being a better person. And the other thing I would say, honestly, my relationship with God, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like I definitely would not be this person had I had not known who God was in my life and realized that I don't have to carry all of these burdens and really truly understanding that I am accepted. And regardless of what the world says about me, it does not matter. What matters is who God says I am. And that's blessed. That's chosen. That's anointed. That for me, that's probably my, my affirmation. Like I'm blessed. I'm chosen. I'm anointed. You know, I was put on this earth for a reason. I have a mission and whether or not I know that mission right now, I really don't. I think I'm trying to figure it out, but I do realize that I have a a mission. Like I don't think I went through all of this stuff for no reason, but I've allowed the, the trauma that's taken place in my life to really build who I am and not sit and mope in that. And so I think my advice to people would even be like, if you have been through something traumatic, mm-hmm. I would encourage you to, to deal with it. I would encourage you to find yourself in the room, whether it is with a therapist or maybe it's a close friend or maybe it is God. And, you know, speaking and bringing light to the situation and maybe even reliving through those moments and allow yourself to heal healing is so critical to our mental health and like being okay with not feeling okay. That for me was huge was like realizing that I don't have to have it all together. It's okay for me to have bad days. And it's okay. Like even my bosses had to tell me like, if you are taking on too much, because that's just something about me is I will take on everything. And then I'll hate people for it. And they're like, if you are taking on too much and you need a break, we need you to voice what you cannot handle. So I've had to even learn that I need to voice my opinion and what I can't, and when enough is enough. Like I need to stop just sitting here and being quiet and allowing things to pile on me. Look into yourself, look into the mirror and see who you are. And if you're not happy with that, make changes. You don't have to be that person. The cool thing is we live in a society where all of the tools are literally in our hands. You can Google how to stop ruminating thoughts, how to build confidence. You have a confidence course that people Mm -hmm. can take, right? So many tools that can really help us. So I think 
like utilizing those tools is also really important. Yeah, I feel like now more than ever, like we have access to any type of information that we yeah. want. And so like, why wouldn't you learn how to do? Why wouldn't you learn how to play guitar? Why wouldn't you learn how to public speak? What like everything is online. Like there's a TED talk on that or there's a YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like Seriously. It's, it's like now more than ever before, there's so many resources available. So yeah, like what piggybacking off of what you're saying, like, if you don't like something about your life or about what's going on, then change it. Like mm -hmm. we can change anything. Yeah, girl. Okay. Can. Before we wrap up and before we close off, I just have a couple more questions. Who has been the confidence role models in your life? Maybe it, ideally women, but you can have, if it's a guy, that's fine too. Yeah. Who um, has been the confidence role model for you? I would definitely say, so one would be my mom. You know, she was very independent you know, did everything. And she all, I mean, she was uh, a little heavy set, but she like embraced it. You know, she embraced who she was. She was not afraid to hide her curves. My dad, one thing that I love about my dad is he's always told, always told me like, keep yourself together. Like get your hair, you know, do self care. Like get your hair did, get your nails done, take a shower, make sure your toes look good. Like, you know, <laughs> okay, he's like, <laughs> right. He's like, those are the things I think, you know, him just being, or like being in relationship with women, I think that he would say that those are the things that he could see, like brings them to light a little bit, you know, like I truly love taking, getting my hair done and my nails done and all the things. Amanda has been a huge role model in the last year for me and like telling me, you know, like to live my life out loud and not to hide who I am my job. So I work with, like I said a little bit earlier, I work, I manage about 130 men. Ah. And so, yeah. Everybody and <laughs> right. They honestly, they have really built my confidence, not to say that they're like my confidence role models, but yeah. they have built my confidence in that this is your show. They've allowed me to take full control. I mean, I'm pretty much running the entire business by myself. And so, I mean, and working with men, like, is a whole nother level than working with women. So I'm super grateful for it because I've learned how to carry myself. Like, when I walk in a room, yeah, I'm there. You know, you're going to know I'm here. I'm going to shake my hand and introduce myself to you. That's, but that's what I've learned in there. Like, this yeah. is how okay. so they interact with women. Can we talk yeah. about like, when you walk into a room, how can you walk into a room confidently? For me, um, you know, walking into a room confidently is essentially like, well, first I want to make sure I have myself together. And even if I don't have myself together, I'm still going to walk into the room with like my shoulders back. I'm mm -hmm. making eye contact with people. When I introduce myself to someone, I do make sure that I have, I, I'm really good at eye contact for the most part, but sometimes I think it makes people feel uncomfortable. But like making eye contact with people. And then I love to be the one to formally introduce myself first. Yes. And I will say, my name is Crystal Meyer. Not just Crystal. My name is Crystal Meyer. And then, you know, what's your name? And the thing that I hear all the time is like, what do you do? So, I mean, people are always like, what do you do? Right? Or who are you? And so I think shaking your hand and formally introducing yourself to someone, it, I mean, it shows a lot. Like, I think, I can't tell you how many times I've I've heard that from other people, like, you know, when you first, when I first met you, you came up to me, you introduced, you initiated the conversation. 
And I think that that's just comes from like years of like being a server and like having to go up to a table. And I would even say like being a server, like totally built my confidence. Like, cause you know, when you go up to people that you don't even know, yeah, you know, and it's like, <laughs> Hey, I'm here to take care of you. What can I do for you? This yeah. is my name. And so, yeah, I would definitely say walking into a room confidently is like with your head held high, who cares if you're walking into a room full of CEOs, like as long as you carry yourself well, people are going to pay attention. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's something about someone who's comfortable in their own skin and you can sense it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So confidence is everything. Yeah. Like what you just said, something about carrying yourself and being comfortable in your own skin. So if I went into a room and I was insecure about myself, me being insecure with myself and integral. Hi, I'm Serena. Like me being insecure and not being comfortable in myself makes other people feel uncomfortable around me yeah and so when you you're saying walking into a room with confidence when you walk into a room and you have confidence you're putting other people at ease you're like making them feel like oh okay this person but yeah it's like walking and being like hey i'm serena like that's uncomfortable for everybody right yeah (laughs) totally Oh, yeah. I think I've even I've been in that situation where I can tell that I think you're like, I'm in, yeah, like, and I'm like, I don't mean to be intimidating. I promise I don't bite. Like, I'm just trying to, think, you know, introduce myself to you. Like, who are you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I even do that. So I teach Sunday school. And I've been doing that with my students lately. I've ha- I have them get up. Sorry. I have them stand up introduce themselves to the classroom. I said, don't look at me. I want you to look at the classroom. Mm -hmm. Look at the classroom, tell them your name and your age and your favorite something. And they, they, I've just seen them in a matter of weeks, just like completely transition. Cause I'm like, it starts at such a young age. You know, I think me starting those spelling bees in elementary school really helped build my confidence in like getting into a group of people. And then when my mom died, I mean, I hosted her entire funeral. I was the the public speaker at her, her funeral, someone said to me, like, I think you were, I think this is what you were made for, <laughs> you know, like speaking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I didn't think about it. You know, it's my mom's funeral. Like somebody had to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, think, I think a confident woman knows how to carry herself no matter mm-hmm. the situation and no oh, matter yeah. what room she walks into. Amen girl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so before we go, I just wanted to acknowledge you for a second. Thank you. I wanted to acknowledge you for everything that you've been through and how I think it's so beautiful that you are choosing to not be a victim. This thing happened to you, but it does not define you forever. And I just want to acknowledge you for all of your growth in your life. I think it is amazing. Like seeing, hearing about the woman that you found out that you were when your husband told you like, are you like, are you good? Like anger seeing from that moment to the growth that you've like to who you are now. I think that is amazing. The last thing I wanted just to acknowledge you for being like an example of confidence in a woman, like that you manage all these, like over all these men and you're not, Oh, what are they going to think of me? Oh, are they talking for Like, you're just, you're comfortable with yourself. And so I think that is an excellent example of a confident woman. And I just want to thank you for coming on and sharing like your confidence story and your confidence journey. 
thank you for having me on here. I really appreciate it. And like for taking the time to learn about me and like truly caring um, and giving me the opportunity to share my story. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in and, you know, commenting and watching with us. I hope that I inspired you a little, you know, and I encourage you to, to really take a look at yourself tonight. I'm going to do that too. Like, Everybody's you know, there's all, right. <laughs> there's always room for growth. I had to tell my dad, I'm like, God's not done with me yet. You know, like this is like just the beginning of me even like coming to a realization of who Crystal is and loving myself to the fullest, all parts. So love yourself for who you are. And if you don't like it, that's okay, baby. You know, get the, make those changes together, build a team, get a team of people around you. Yeah. I'm actually even interested in taking your confidence course because I I can learn a lot from it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to have you in. Um, Before we go, I noticed on Facebook, you were talking about a coffee zoom. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm going to be hosting a coffee with crystal. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually going to be doing two. So I'm going to do coffee with crystal and cocktails with crystal. So, um, I, yeah, (laughs) two of them. So I've been a bartender since I was 21 and I'm I'm, like, don't have a drinking problem. I promise everyone, but I enjoy (laughs) making cocktails. That's me like being behind the kitchen. So if you are interested, please shoot me a message on um, Instagram or Facebook. It's going to happen. I think my coffee is going to be maybe Friday morning. And so all I need to do is send you the link. And then my cocktails will probably be taking place Friday night. So in my coffee with Crystal, I'm just it's just going to be a bunch of ladies. Or if any guys want to join too as well. And it's kind of just a way for us to connect right now. We're all quarantined to our homes. And I, (laughs) yes, which I highly encourage. At first I was so against it. Like, no, I want to be out. I want to be doing this. And then it was just like, how to take a step back. Like, do you want to put your health at risk? Do you want to put other people at risk? So I decided, like, I think it's so important that we still continue to choose to connect, Mm -hmm. especially right now. So we'll be doing coffee with Crystal on Friday morning. And then more than likely cocktails with Crystal Friday night, where I'm going to actually teach people how to make cocktails. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of going to be the fun of it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's Send awesome. me a message. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. DM Crystal if you want to be a part of those little Zoom hangouts, um, either a cocktail or a coffee, your, your preference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, guys, that's all we have for today. Crystal, do you have any final closing words? I just thank you for, I thank you for your time. Thank you, Serena, for having me on here. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I think that women are so lucky to be exposed to what you share on here. And I thank you for the time that you take to invest, not only in other women, but in yourself. So I'm I'm super grateful for you. And uh, thank you for everyone for watching. You know, I hope and pray that you guys have a great night and that you just develop some more confidence. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for taking the time and taking us with you while you listen to Crystal's confidence journey. Let me know if you enjoyed this type of podcast episode. I'll be doing a ton more of her confidence journey interviews, and I would love to share them on here so they're not gone in the 24 hours. I know the audio isn't 100% compared to previous episodes, but the meat of the podcast is what we're really after here. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast, and if you liked it, leave a review on iTunes. Remember, you're on your own unique journey in your confidence 
confidence. And your timeline is not like her timeline or her timeline. You get your blessing when you get your blessing. Keep on pursuing your greatness and have a great day.